0: After what happened, they regrouped and started a new initiative. A global one focused on expanding the ISS. No more solo flights, but communities of people building an actual working infrastructure in outer space. I want to be a part of it. Try again. Get it right this time. You
1: don't have to prove anything. Yes,
0: I do. I think if I can... Go up there again, knowing what I know now, knowing where I am now, I think maybe everything would be different.
1: That was a snippet of Aaron Brzeznitsky's premiere play, Satellites. I'm Gina Marie Rodriguez, and you're listening to the Jersey Arts Podcast. Satellites is a show wherein married couple Catherine and Mike are each on a mission to save the world. She's a scientist studying climate change, he's an astronaut exploring the unknown. When Mike's shuttle vanishes into outer space, Catherine forges ahead alone, raising their children and continuing her life's work, until suddenly, Mike reappears without explanation. As the couple struggles to adjust to his strange return, they're forced to re-examine their entire relationship, while also facing an uncertain future. On their first day of rehearsal, I was able to chat with playwright Aaron Vrasnitsky and director John J. Wooten as they bring this play to life. We start as John explains his rehearsal process.
0: We started with some table work. So since this is a new play, it's never been produced before, we're spending the first three days at the table, just kind of navigating through the, the play, each of the scenes. And because um, because it's not a linear play, it, it goes from the past to the present, to different times in the past. Um, we're actually going to finish our table work part of the rehearsal process by reading the play in chronological order just so that the actors can get a sense of how the journey begins from the first time they met to the last scene. Um, so it, it's also helpful, I think. Uh, it's certainly helpful to me as a director and also um, probably because you're, you're doing some rewrites, it's probably helpful to you as well. It's right?
2: super helpful, yeah. It, it helps you know, clear up any dramaturgical questions. It helps illuminate a lot of those character moments.
3: That's great. I think that's a really clever way of uh, approaching it. Erin, can I ask you, is this the first time that this play is ever being produced?
2: It is, yes. It had a reading at premiere in the Play Festival last spring. It had a virtual reading in October 2020, just in a very sort of informal way. So this is the first time it's going to be seen on its feet um, with full production elements behind it. And uh, I'm really excited it's going to be up a premiere.
3: Well, that's amazing. So first I want to say congratulations. Thank you. That is a wonderful, wonderful accomplishment. But I'd love to know about the journey itself, you know, can you tell me what is satellites about, and and what was your inspiration when writing it? Sure,
2: uh, satellites follows the relationship between an astronaut and a climate scientist um, over about sixteen years of their relationship, um, and along the way, they marry, they have children, and then he goes off to space and is lost for many years, uh, and finally returns, uh, but for him, it's only been a few months that he's been gone, but on Earth, he's been gone for seven years. So the present day scenes are really about the two of them trying to navigate the different places that they are in their relationship, that she has grieved an entire person. um, And now that person is back in front of her and he is trying to figure out, you know, how to really catch up with all the lost time that, uh, all the time that he's lost. And so that's that's the crux of the story. And there's, there's mystery, there's romance, there's climate change, um, and a lot of, I hope, a lot of great character moments for the audience to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and as for the journey of the play, um, I had just written, right before I started this piece, I had just written two plays back-to-back that were very big. Um, they had very large casts, they were based on historical events, and had lots of double casting, and big sort of set requirements. And I was really hungry to write something a little more contained. Um, Although John might not agree that this is very contained. Um, But I wanted to, uh, I knew I wanted to write a two-hander. And I knew that I wanted it to be a love story. And that's sort of where I started and really found the climate change piece along the way. And that sort of became the the seed of the play. Are you a big uh, climate activist, should I ask? Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm actively an activist. I certainly um, believe that we need to be doing more uh, as a society to address climate change. And I hope that this play illuminates that issue in some way. I
3: hope so, too. It sounds wonderful. And um, John, this question is for you. Not only are you the director of satellites, but you're also the producing artistic director of premier stages at Kane University. So if you don't mind, could you tell me a little bit about Premier Stages and, and the kinds of shows that you typically like to produce there?
0: Sure, absolutely. So Premiere Stages, my background is in new play development. I'm also a playwright. So when I founded Premier Stages, it was important for me to afford opportunities to American playwrights to have their work developed. So I'd say the majority of what we do is geared towards new play development, not only in the professional productions that we do, but also the educational programs that we offer. We do a lot of playwriting residencies in the school. We do a couple summer, summer camps. We do a lot of um, new play development for students, for, for college-age students as well. Um, as far as the professional equity productions that we do, we typically do a new play festival every year where we take submissions from playwrights. This year, we from September to November, we got 700 new plays submitted to us. We have a panel of readers and a literary team that, that reads and evaluates those plays. Then we narrow it down to four plays that we do readings with a professional cast for. Um, we just finished those readings in June. Then we'll take two of those plays. We'll do a 29-hour workshop of one in November, and we'll fully produce another play, uh, the one the play that we think is most ready for a full production, similar to what happened with Satellites. We'll fully produce that next year Um, we typically also do a a new jersey premiere this year we're doing selling cobble uh, by sylvia corey that it was um in 2022 it was a pulitzer prize finalist and had a successful production in new york so we're doing the first production in new jersey in september and then we're also commissioning um two playwrights to write plays about new jersey history which is under our liberty live umbrella and we'll develop those at least one of those plays uh, over a 2 year cycle and fully produce that in 2 years.
3: I think that's that's excellent that you're creating an opportunity for new playwrights to have their their work developed. And if i understood that correctly and if my math is serving me, that means that satellites was 1 out of 700 plays that was chosen. So all the flowers to you, Aaron. That's an even bigger <laughs> thank you very much than i had imagined. So that's wonderful. That i'm i'm amazed at that number. So congrats again. Erin, if you could tell me uh, what this satellite's journey has been like for you from, you know, this, this idea in your mind to getting to the, the paper to your a reading to you are now having your play produced. I want to hear about the excitement behind that. I want to hear about all of the nerves, everything that goes into building um, a new world, basically, because you did build a new world.
2: Yeah, gosh. Um, It's certainly been a long journey. I finished the very first draft of this play on March 15th, 2020. Um, So as we know, the world has changed significantly since that day and that time. Um, And I found that a lot of the themes in the play uh, unintentionally are even more resonant now than they were then. So that's been an interesting part of the rewriting process is, you know, for example, a lot of the, um, the play deals with connection and how we reach out connection, um, both physically and emotionally, even if we're not in the same geographical place. That's something that we certainly all experienced throughout most of 2020 and are still experiencing now. We're recording this over a Zoom when we're not physically in the same room. Um, So I think the ways in which people reach out for connection uh, certainly informed the rewrites for this piece. I think the uncertainty of the future, uh, whether it's in terms of the planet or this couple's relationship is something that we all feel very palpably now. So all of those things that were sort of swirling around um, culturally in the world have informed the way this play has taken shape. Um, but I think the, it, the play really took off when it got accepted into the play festival last year. You know, I, I mentioned I had done a Zoom reading of it, which was lovely, but you can't really get audience feedback over Zoom. You can only really hear it out loud. And then you turn off your computer and and say goodnight. Uh, So hearing it in front of an audience for the first time last spring really informed a lot about the piece. And I think told us a lot about what the play needed. We did another workshop of the piece just internally in December with a few actors where we put changed the order of different scenes and took things out and put them back in. And as John mentioned, the play is not linear. So that was a great experience to just play around with the puzzle pieces and see what fit together the best and I the script that we're working with now I'm thrilled with where it is we're we're still exploring and we're still going to do some trimming and things like that but I think uh I could not have foreseen on March 15th 2020 this draft of the piece but it's now that we're working with it I can't see it any other way
3: Now are these the same actors that did the reading last year or you audition new actors for this production
0: We actually audition new actors the actor who's playing Captain Mike is actually the one that did the spring reading, the initial reading. And then we have a new actress, Ellen Heald, who's playing um, Catherine. So um, they have wonderful chemistry to, together. We were just talking about that before we logged on, how happy we are to, to have this team working on on the production. And, you know, it's a two-hander, but it's going to feel like a full production because we're going sometimes from space to the present to the beach to all these different locales. It's going to be super exciting. We're actually working for the first time at premier stages with a three projector setup. So we're going to have a, a rear projector, two front projectors, all displaying different projections that kind of create um, the location that we're in. So we we might go from when the audiences walk in and it's just stars for the pre-show. So everywhere you look is just space and the stars to transitioning to a living room on Earth um, present day, to a living room 16 years earlier, to a library, to the beach, to a back patio. So it's going to be, you know, it's, it's really important to me because of the elements of time and space that we can seamlessly just transition from one location to the other in just a matter of seconds. So it's it's going to be pretty cool.
3: This might sound weird, but I'm such a huge fan of projection in uh, live theater. I would love to know who your scenic designer is that you're working with.
0: Sure, sure. So David Barber is the scenic designer and Paul Ziesel is the projection designer. So they're working really closely together to kind of create how projections interact with the scenery. And then Zach Gage, uh, our lighting designer, uh, um, and Chad Rains, our sound designer are also really uh, intricately involved in how to kind of add those elements into the whole look of projection set, sound, lights, everything.
3: Now, for those who might be listening who aren't familiar with the the rehearsal process, the theater process, um, is everyone uh, on the crew at this first rehearsal or is this reading just for you and for the actors? Who else was there with you today?
0: Well, we did a production meeting before the rehearsal started, um, so we had all the designers here, um, and we had we have a lot of interns, college age interns that work with us that also serve on crew. A lot of them sat in uh, at the beginning of the rehearsal. We went from the production meeting to all the designers talked about their vision for the show and shared some images and some sounds. Um, and then when we started the table work, some of that that team stuck around and, and heard it. Uh, we did we did a, a read through um it's great the union actors equity Associated association allows us to do a read through a month before when we're when the actors are coming in and doing measurements and getting their payroll processed so that aaron was afforded the opportunity to hear the play with the actors a month prior to rehearsal so she was able to do some tweaks on the script at that time but a lot of the designers came to that read through and and we're able to experience it for the first time with the actors. And
3: I think you mentioned earlier that, Erin, you're still in the process of uh, working on rewrites. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, we're going to be working on the script all throughout the rehearsal process. So everything that we find every day will, will go into the script.
3: Wonderful. I love that the actors can inform a new work in that way. You can, and you're living it in the moment with them. I would be a nervous wreck at this point, like having, you know, a new work produced. So hopefully I'm not projecting my fears onto you, but I'd love to know what, you know, what did it, Feel like today you you got to hear it a month ago, but but this is really like the first day that you guys are working together, where everyone is is in it. You know, you're in it to win it. So, Aaron, what are you feeling right now, just having come out of rehearsal?
2: Oh man, I mean, I, there's certainly nerves, but they're they're good nerves. I mean, this feels like it's been such a long time coming. Um, I mean, having worked on the script on my own for a couple of years, and then having I think I found out that this play was going to be produced um early July of last year so it's been almost a full year that that we've this has been sort of looming and and I've been looking forward to it so yes there's nerves and and this is um a, a benchmark for this script um but I'm just excited that we're finally able to jump in and and on a personal note having grown up not far from here in Scotch Plains New Jersey which is you know the same county as premier uh it feels like a really lovely homecoming. So I'm, the, the, the nerves are all going to a good place.
3: Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm excited for you. One
2: get on an opening night, but today I feel great.
3: <laughs> good. good, good, good. So I guess my, my last question really for each of you is what are you hoping that audiences will take away after having seen this show experienced the show with you?
2: Sure. Um, Gosh, I, I hope to have a good experience in the theater, first and foremost, but I, I hope that um, this play sends a message of hope. I think we are dealing with some heavy themes. Um, these characters, we certainly put them through the ringer <laughs> over the course of the play um, with their relationship, and, and they have to go to some emotional highs and lows, both of them. Um, but I, I hope we end on a place of hope and possibility for the future.
0: Can I? I echo that sentiment, and also hope that people are still talking about the play when they're driving home afterwards, and how it resonates to the world that we live in, and and the lives that they lead, and and um, how they can continue to think about the play moving forward. You know, well after the production's over. Also, hope that um, you know we we have some publishers that that come out and scout the productions, the play that we. The new play that we produced last year was actually just published by theater rights worldwide. So certainly going to invite that publisher out to to see this and, you know, invite some producers out. Um, the other thing that you always hope for with a, a, a new play is that it continues to have a long life after the production, the first production. So hopefully, um, not only will people be driving home talking about it, um, in July, but hopefully for years to come at, at other theaters and other venues.
3: And I have to echo that sentiment. <laughs> After having listened to you guys today, I really, truly believe that it, this piece is going to do wonderfully well. Uh, I love hearing your passion about it. Um, And I also think that, you know, we should be focused more on what is happening to our climate and, and to the world that we're living in. So I hope that The audiences do take away everything that you have intended for this show. I'm so happy for you both, and I'm looking forward to it. And thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Satellites will run from July 13th
1: through July 30th at Premier Stages at Kane University in Union, New Jersey. For more information, be sure to visit Kane.com. If you liked this episode, be sure to review, subscribe, and tell your friends. A transcript of this podcast, links relevant to the story, and more about the arts in New Jersey can be found at JerseyArts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is presented by Art Pride New Jersey, advancing a state of creativity since 1986. The show was co-founded by and currently supported by funds from the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, with additional support from the National Endowment for the Arts. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Gina Marie Rodriguez. Executive producers are Jim Atkinson and C. Stroud. I'd like to extend a very special thanks to our guests, Aaron Resnitsky and John J. Wooten. I'm Gina Marie Rodriguez for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening.